Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy sitting here at the Garbage Bell Kids desk. That's right, John Wayne, here I am, back at Wayne Manor, where I reside in the West Wing in the studio of evil, where I do all my eviling and uh, on other evilly associated uh, doings and transpirings. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me for another week. Uh, you are all amazing people. I appreciate all the new listeners and everyone that's been checking it out since I've been out on the road um, that I've met. You guys rule. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, who has been sticking with me all this time. You guys are awesome. Um, so, yeah, so here we are. Another day. I've got uh, another week. I've got a big old steaming cup of coffee here. I've got a big bowl of Grandpappy's medicine, and I'm ready to go. Um, so... First of all, huge shout out to my Patreon folks, Patreon peeps, Patreon homies. Thank you so much for your support, you guys. Major shouts out to you. Uh, if you'd like to support uh, your old Uncle Johnny here a little further, you could go to patreon.com slash Dead and choose from one of the tiers there that you'd like to donate uh, per month. I get all kinds of free little goodies and stuff like that, and I put all kinds of cool stuff on my wall there, videos and things that I'm doing, songs. And uh, every single tier, no, ma no matter which one you join, every week you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast in which I speak with other artists from around the uh, country and world even, um, and all their, their uh, things that they're working on, all the wonderful friends I meet and relationships that I have forged, and... Uh, yeah, it's great. You get access to that with any any tier. Plus, with uh, the Dollar Beer Club tier, which is $1 a month, you get access to just the podcast, and it's a dollar a month, and, uh, you know, it's better than feeding those starving children in Africa a uh, dollar a month or whatever, because, you know, you could help me out here. So, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, you remember those commercials where it'd be like, feed the children for less than a cup of coffee a day? You can come and feed the children. Uh, do you remember that? I don't know. This is not one of those commercials, but you can a a definitely uh, throw me some support, extra support if you'd like. Um, otherwise, just checking me out, just listening to the podcast, uh, it, just your support in general is amazing to me, and I appreciate it so much. But if you'd like to check out my Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Dead and join up one of those tiers. We will talk more about the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast later. But now, uh, yeah, we'll just get into it. So this week, uh, I've been... Um, home uh how long have i been home for like a week no like since tuesday since monday night i guess and uh yeah just been uh oh here's big news beep 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 uh finished writing my splatter western finished writing my splatter western very excited to be done with it uh i finished it a few days ago and i began the uh you know revision process uh two days ago and i'm just about done with the first pass through of, of edits and and, revi and revisings uh revisings so very excited to be done with that because you know i've been feeling like i have a lot of you know i talk about this all the time taking on projects making sure not to take on too many projects making sure that everything that i do i can give my utmost attention to and put my 100 percent in um and it's a, it's a balance because, you know, I do a lot of things. I, I'm, I do, uh, you know, I write, uh, I write my books, but I also play music and I, um, do graphic design and I do these podcasts, three podcasts every week. And I'm on the road constantly and all these things, there's all these moving kind of, uh, parts to my life and, and my career and what I do, which is great, which is amazing. But lately I think I was feeling like, okay, I need to, 
I need to clear some of these things off of my plate. Like I, it's not, it's not a matter of me like now having, like, I don't have too much on my plate. It's just like, I need to, to buckle down and finish some things so I can start, you know, moving those off and just being done with them. And the Western was one thing that I was like, okay, I, I'm going to finish this this week. Like I'm buckling down, I'm finishing it. I'm going to get it revised and sent to the editor before I leave. Cause I leave again on Wednesday this week. Um, so I'm going to have that sent in before. So any, then, whatever else is going to come back and the other pass throughs, that's fine. I can hit those when I get back in town or while I'm on the road, whatever. But I just want that to be done. Um, and I'm very excited to have it finished. And I'm, you know, going through it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is pretty good. I think I'm pretty happy with this. You know, not, you know, not that I wasn't, but, uh, you know, I was excited to write it, but going back and like putting it all together, like reading it all the way through for the first time like that is like, okay, I think this is, this is actually not too bad. You know, some of that doubt lifts from you that, you know, you might encounter as you're, as you're going along, like, is this any good? What am I doing? Uh, but excited to have that done. Um, very excited also, uh, to put my uh, focus into finishing this tarot deck. We've been talking about it forever. I know you guys are probably sick of hearing it. Like, oh, when's this tarot deck going to come out? Are you even doing it? Yeah, no, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing it. But just like I, I mentioned last week, there's certain things that come up that I, I need to do certain commissions and jobs right away because they either have a deadline or they're going to, you know, those are things that I'm going to get paid for sooner rather than later with the tarot deck i gotta have it all finished i have to go present it to this publisher woman and uh have meetings and all this kind of stuff so uh that while it's important in the long run it's just i i've had to you know that's the thing that i can put aside because i don't necessarily have a deadline on it uh i can put that aside to pick up other things but my goal is to get that off my plate finish drawing all these cards and uh, have it all ready and, and, and go forth and into meetings and presentations with it. Uh, so that's another thing I'm trying to get off my plate. Um, as far as moving along, like, you know, I'm doing all my, my audio books. I uh, finished, I, uh, last week I told you I finished Pandemonium by Ryan Harding and Lucas Mangum. Very cool. Should be uh, approved as of airtime. I haven't even checked in the last couple of days, but I don't think it's up yet. But I would anticipate it being up this week sometime, maybe by the end of the week. Uh, but stay tuned to, uh, you know, Death's Head Press's uh, Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff at Death's Head Press or at John Wayne is Dead. I'll, I'll announce it, too. But um, I'm sure they'll put it up as soon as they know they're the publishers. Anyway, you, you can, you'll find out. I think it'll be up by the end of this week. And yeah, that's so. And those are other things like with doing the audiobooks now and having them all lined up and then trying to squeeze my own in between ones I'm doing for other authors. That's something that I am learning to be like, OK. Like I said, I've gotten like I learned the hard way. I taught myself the hard way at the beginning of just making all these mistakes and having to figure it out. But now it's like, okay, I have a pretty pretty good routine. Not it's not perfect, and of course, it's always subject to you know change and things like that. But I, f I have a good handle on that now, and I can sit you know sit down and like, okay, I'm going to do X amount of audiobook now and do it, and not be like a uh, kind of like not be spinning my wheels so much or, or trying to fix something or trying to figure out how do I put this onto the track? Like I have all that out of the way now. So with those, they're very, it, it's very succinct now and, and easier for me to sit down and just knock them out, knock them out, knock them out. That's what I, you know, getting those off my plate is essential because it's like, I don't know. It's like a, if you're a waiter or waitress and you need to turn over tables quickly uh, you know, the more, you know, the quicker that you can turn over tables with, you know, happy customers, the more tables you get, the more, then the more tips you would get. It's kind of like that. The sooner I finish 
the books, then they can go out there and start being sold and, and promoted. And, you know, then I'll make m money off of that and it's done, you know, but it's, it's like the more, you know, if I, if I get like 10, 11 books done and out there and all of them are kind of making even if a little bit of money, then altogether, you know, it's, you know, I don't have to explain math to you, but that's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at it. And that's, <clears throat> that's the approach I've taken to the audiobooks, and I'm, I'm I'm very focused on trying to make sure I'm I'm finishing things now. In not that I'm not not that I don't finish projects, not that I put them aside and they never get done. Just in a more uh, succinct time period, or just like maybe putting some self-imposed deadlines when I'm not given them by by uh, you know other people or whatever. Just uh. <clears throat> Just so that I'm not spending so much time on things that I can keep, just keep moving things along, moving things along. I love writing that Western. I had a great time doing it, but I'd be lying to tell you if like towards the end of it, I wasn't like, I mean, I I'm kind of wanting to start something else. You know, I'm ready to get out of the Western world here and do something different. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, and that's on me. I have to, you know, I, some, you know, some people can start other, pro like other writing projects in the middle of another one. I myself will bust out a short story or two if, if I'm writing a longer work, but typically, you know, you're not going to just, I'm not going to start another long work, like a long work in progress while I'm still in the middle or, or trying to close out another large work in progress. Not to say it can't be done or shouldn't be done, do whatever you want, but uh, I don't want to split my focus like that on two large things at a time so again it's just like getting things off because gets this 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 done on to the next one on this one on to the next one you know putting together uh, a short story collection that uh <clears throat> i'd like to have that out um you know sooner than later because i i don't have any story collections out i i have the john wayne lied to you collection which came out a few years ago uh that's got 12 stories from you know my grown-up story time stories uh and they're all creative nonfiction, so they're just stories about me Whereas this would be a collection of like my fiction stories and I don't have one of those out. And a lot of people out there on the road, you know, do you have a collection of stories out here? Do you have story collect? Like you get asked that a lot. And uh, it was recommended to me, of course, by West Southern shouts out, you know, put a story collection together. And I'm like, all right, you win. So uh, it, now it's fun. I'm, I'm, I actually had a good time like going through my stories like, okay, let me put this one in. Oh, I'll put this one in there. Oh yeah, that one's cool. Let's put that in there. So it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm gonna knock this uh, splatter western revisions off today, and then uh, my next focus will be on organizing, revising, and 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 putting together the story collection, and then uh, shopping it to someone and seeing if we can get it picked up and put out there. You know. Anyway, that's what's going on with me. Other than that, getting ready to just go out of town again, uh, hitting that old road. Uh, I'll be up in. Uh, I, there was a, like if uh, you didn't listen last week. Uh, last week I, set, I announced the change in my itinerary. Not going to Kansas City anymore this week. I'll be going to Indianapolis instead. I'm um, going to be up there at Days of the Dead. I'm going to do some performing. I'm going to be doing some, you know, song playing, all that kind of stuff. So if you are up there, if you're in Indianapolis, if you're going to be at Days of the Dead, oh boy, you're in for a treat. So come find me or uh, see me after the, the show at the parties and stuff. But definitely come hit me up at the, at the booth. Let's have a beer. It's going to be a good time. So... Um, yeah, so that's just been getting ready for that, getting books in. Um, you know, interestingly enough, we talked about uh, keeping a schedule, right? I was talking about, oh, yeah, I, I need to get on some kind of schedule where it's like, okay, from 9 to 10, I do this. And from uh, da, da, 10 to 12, I do this. And then I have a break. And, da, da, da. and trying to do that, like, you know, if you've been following along, I've been trying to mess with that for a couple months now. Just, just, just experiment, just 
just to see like uh help like another way to help me keep you know move things along because i know you know i'll know that i'm working on it for this much time or this much time now what happens and why that's difficult for me is that my days aren't typically i don't typically get a lot of days strung together that are going to be the same so there's podcasts that get thrown in there there's that schedule to work around there may be uh a commission that pops up that I, you know, now need to work on for, you know, a lot, a lot of hours per day, like all of a sudden in the middle of the week, you know, there's all, there's, there's just like variables that happen in my life that it sounds like, oh, you're just making excuses. Well, I'm not, no, not really, because I want to stick to this schedule. I want to have a schedule like that for myself, but they're just, shit just happens too much to where it's like, I can't seem to nail it down and stick with something without something coming up. But what I have done, and I am starting today, have started this very morning, sirs and madams, a different kind of uh, tracking. And that is, you know, I was talking to my good buddy, Austin, uh, Austin Havikin. We hung out this past weekend. Haven't talked to him in a while. It's good to, good to hear from him. We did, a, we did a podcast together. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. And we'll talk about then that more then. But he had not, he he works for a company that does branding, like like comes up with your whole brand and everything for your company the design the logo the the everything everything they can do everything or as little as you want whatever you need for your company basically very interesting we talk about it a, a shit ton in in the podcast which will be in a couple weeks but we talked about a schedule and he told me <clears throat> rather than doing that to keep track of the hours that I am working and what I'm doing during those hours and then see what that looks like after a few days see how much time I'm spending on certain things, see how much, you know, rather than trying to say, I will work on this for two hours, work on, start it. And if I work on it for two hours, great. If I work on it for four hours, that's just how long I work on it. And I keep track of it that way. And not only does that help me kind of see my, how my time is spread and, and spent throughout the day and weeks, it allows me to better gauge the value of my time for things which is another thing that i you know i talked to him about i've been talking to a lot of people about you know it's it's uh you need to know you always need to know that your what your worth is right you always need to have belief in what you're doing and and that it has value so it seems like you know it's very easy especially in the beginning of uh you know, uh, you, your career or whatever, as any kind of artist, I think, to just be so willing to just give people something or do it for next to nothing. Like, oh, you need a logo for your band? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, uh, just buy me a beer, you know, that kind of stuff. And th those things are good in the beginning. I mean, we all have to build, build something, right? But then the more traction you start getting, and then when people, more and more people I'm finding now are coming to me for things, which is awesome. And I fucking love it. That That's what it's, shows that you know it's working things are building i'm i'm my hard work is is producing you know results right yeah, so with that and having more projects and 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 keeping my trying to you know make sure i'm working on things uh you know not too many things all that kind of stuff but it lets me see um how much time i'm putting into certain things and helps me you know it's going to help me better see what the value of my time is as well as you know what i'm work versus what i'm working on in comparison to what i'm working on i guess and what that does is like yeah <clears throat> i want to help out everybody and take care of all my friends and give everyone a, a, a solid discount but you know and i think 
other working artists out there, we, re- we realize this is you can't always do that. You know, you're always going to have certain friends you take care of and, and you're cool with, but you can't let even that take over things like this is like I have to remember this is what I do. This is my job. I can't walk into a. Well, maybe I can't. I was going to say, I can't walk into a, a, a coffee shop and charm my way into a, a free coffee. It just doesn't work like that. But it, sometimes it does. Which, uh, but I mean, you know, you, you if I wanted my house painted, I can't just go and uh, expect them to give me the lowest thing and, and hook me up because I'm cool or something. And they got to make a living. You got to make a living. So while uh knowing my place and staying in my lane of course uh i do a lot of research on how how much other you know freelance things cost how much people charge for this and that and i i look at that and i definitely i always price my shit under the lowest like range where they're like it's from this to this because i'm like well i'm learning i'm still new i mean i don't know but that that attitude's got to go away i've been doing this for a while you know so that that's what this is going to help me do put all my hours down see how i'm spending my time See how I can better spend my time, maybe. See if I'm putting too much into something, you know, not enough into another thing. Very excited about this schedule thing. So I will be, um, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, my commitment to it is to do it every day, at least for this uh, this whole week. And even though I am leaving this week to go on the road on Wednesday, I'm still going to do it on the road because I want to see, I want to look at that too versus, you know, home and versus on the road, how much, you know, if things I'm doing is much harder on the road to sit down and, you know, get something done or, or for any extended period of time, but huh, tired, but I will do it. I want to, I'm interested to see that. So anyway, um, yeah, that's been the, the week that's been the focus, getting these hours down, seeing what time is like for me. But, uh, anyway, now I think we'll get into our tarot reading of the day. I know we didn't have one last week. I promised it'd be back and it is. <clears throat> so as you know, or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every episode look at what I'm thinking about, write it down, what's on my mind, what's going on in my life, and then try to uh, see those things through the prism of the what the cards represent and just get a little uh, fresh perspective, maybe look at, be able to look at things a little bit differently and, and, and new new eyes. Anyway, so this week, uh, I mean, as you can gather, we've already been talking, you know, what's been on my mind is the scheduling thing, uh, staying on, on point with uh, projects, getting things finished, moving things along, all kind of like time management stuff. Uh, of course, the business side of things, always trying to get a firmer grasp on that. Uh, and um, always balance, just balance, you know, balance. Keeping your life in balance is not a, like I say, not a set it and forget it thing. There's a lot of upkeep. There's a lot of uh, adjustments that are made uh, constantly. So it's just important to keep, that in my mind so that I'm consciously uh, uh, trying to make sure I stay balanced uh, with everything and not just kind of let it go by the wayside. Anyway, first card we have the Eight of Cups, Upright, Upright Eight of Cups. So in this card, the person is walking away from the cups that are like kind of stacked in front of a river and he's like walking off in the way to the distance. So when we have this card, we it's coming at a time when maybe we feel like we need to walk away from a situation because it is disappointing to us. <clears throat> it's some, something like, you know, your job, a career, your path, your uh, roommates, your relationships, whatever it may be. It was something that, you know, was something that you entered into with, you know, good uh, 
expectations and and every and just the best of intentions, but it's not going the way you want it to. You're not getting the the util out of it. You're not getting uh, the joy out of this anymore. And we need to, as hard as it may be, recognize that we are disappointed. We're not happy. This is not what we expected. And it may be that we're you know this is not the right situation to be in. And regardless of how hard or or sad or emotional or whatever it may be or difficult, um, you know, it may be time to move on, to say goodbye to this thing or person or job, whatever it may be. Um, the thing and, and the thing about this is this car is also telling us you really look at this because when this comes up, it's like we're really missing something inside. We're missing something on an emotional level, possibly a spiritual level. Something that is not fulfilled in us that we're just kind of f- floundering now a little bit because maybe it was fulfilled at one point. Maybe it just never got to what we expected it, like I said earlier. So we're like just, it's just easy confused and like, you know, <clears throat> what's going on? You know, and a lot, a lot of times we'll just go on unfulfilled for a long time and try to be like, eh, it, it'll figure itself out or whatever. But sometimes it's not that easy. Most of the times it's not that easy. Again, we have to, you know, it's important we're looking at what our main goal is. What is our higher good? What's our main goal we're trying to to get to? And, you know, the, what's the main person we're trying to be? If these things, if whatever this is that we're talking about isn't serving those things, it's, it's time to take a good hard look at them and be like, okay, what do I need to do? Either can this be repaired? Can this be put on, you know, re-put Reput can this be reset on the right track, or is this done? You know what I mean. And what, uh, and what it also says to be careful is like you know, while these like so the cups represent our emotions, right? All our feelings about this stuff, and in the card they are in the foreground. You know, like I said, they're there at the front of the card. The guy's walking off in the background. The person is, so that's it's representing or, or sim- symbolic of. These emo- these things, these emotions, these problems, these issues are there in the forefront of our of our life and our mind and every day. However, we're pretending they don't exist. We're refusing to believe they exist. We're refusing to to face them. We're repressing them. We're walking away. Like they're right there. Everyone can see them, but we're just off in the back. Nah, what are you talking about? Nah, it's fine. It's fine. We're pretend. You know, you, you have a tendency to pretend everything's okay. And, and avoid. And then avoiding makes it worse. So <clears throat> with this, you know, with these kind of situations, it's always like communication is the best thing. And and even making sure and don't, or don't discount communicating with yourself effectively and listening to what you are, you know, what your emotions, what you would be saying to yourself. Don't repress these feelings. Deal with them. Communicate. Make sure you're communicating with yourself and with with whoever else is in the situation with you, whether it be a boss, a partner, uh, a family member, whatever it may be, like that's that's where the communication needs to start, and and really cut yourself some slack on this, and and try to deal with what this is because this is our life. So, you know, we got to be happy. We got to be making sure if we worked so hard to get to a certain spot, you know, or get to where we are. We don't want to be off, you know, set off track just now. And because we can't, you know, we're not dealing with something. I mean, that's just, we've been past that. You know, we're, we're, we're better than that. We're stronger. We've come, we've come this far, you know, we know better. So anyway, next card, justice. This is also upright. 
So the upright justice card, you know, of course, justice, this card represents what justice? Yes. Truth, fairness, all, all that stuff. Law, you know, in a, in a more <clears throat> literal sense. When we get this card, this card is telling us, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're, we're being called to be judged for what we've done. We've done something, uh, you know, if we, if we, well, if we know we've, everything we've done is in line with our greater good, every choice we've made, we don't really have anything to worry about in this situation. We know we have everything out there. We know we have nothing to hide, whatever. But if that's not the case, when the justice card comes into play in a reading, it, it, it means we're going to have, we're, we will be made to own up to our actions. Um, you know, to, if we've done something that we're maybe like, oh shit, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, it's like, it's going to come out with something. We're going to be held accountable. However, um, <clears throat> we have to realize too that a level of compassion comes with this and understand it's this is not a judgment that's like you are wrong and you're bad and you fucking suck you should why'd you do that everyone hates you now you're an idiot don't ever come like that's often I, I think what we expect what we prepare ourselves for what we anticipate if we've done something that we're like oh fuck dude I can't that was stupid I can't tell anybody this that's kind of what we expect the the response to be right we've got that built up in our head it's just the worst thing that's going to happen but the justice card is saying like you know a level of compassion comes with this judgment and understanding we are people we're human like there's there's an understanding there um and 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 with that you know while we may be being judged we may even be be being punished for something but it's going to be fair we're going to be treated fairly we're not going to be uh there's no bias going to be involved in this it's it's just a kind of like a okay you you know we told you not to do that, so these are these are the circumstances while you did it. We're not mad, but this is now you have to pay the the price. That's just how it is. Um, <clears throat> this also this card suggests that if you are in a situation where you're waiting for a decision to be made, su it, such as like you know a, in a, a very you know an instance of literally justice being served on on some level for you, or uh, just another argument or thing that's out there you're waiting for the ruling on something right to come down it could be like you're getting a promotion or getting a this job in general or whatever getting accept uh, a story accepted what whatever it may be uh you're you know judge to story judge the ruling will come down so if you're waiting for that it's going to come down um soon but the thing is is like we have to just accept what this is there's no like retrial there's no fucking appeal we have to accept what this decision is on on whatever we're waiting on right now and just move on. If it's regardless of what happens, we have to accept what it is and move on. And that's what with every like, you know, with uh, also if we're going to have this judgment passed upon us, we have to accept it and move on. <clears throat> um, you know, so that's that's also and also what goes with this card. It could also be a, a decision that you're making. You're the one passing the judgment, right, by making a decision and what what's important is when we make these decisions or whatever choice we're faced with right now is that we look at it we make the best decision for our highest good for our goals like i said and then we have to stand by our decisions and accept whatever if if uh what whatever may come from that decision if there are consequences uh that you know like this person's never going to talk to you again if you do this well then that's the con you have to stand by your decision you can't do it and then try to backpedal them and be like remember come on you know, chances are it's probably somebody hate a hater anyway, so it doesn't matter. But we have to make sure we stand by these decisions and what comes with them. And that's just, uh, you know, that speaks to our character, our integrity, 
who we are, you know, even if it's wrong, even if it turns out to be a mistake, hey, you learn, right? And you and you you accept it. You know, yes, I did make that choice and now I I I realize it was wrong or I know that this comes with it or yeah, I know I'm getting shit for this, but th- this is my decision. That's what I'm trying to say. We have to be very strong in that. So, third card, 7 of cups reversed. As we know, if you've heard before, 7 of cups is one of my favorite cards uh in the deck. And it is actually kind of similar when it's reversed. Um maybe your you know your thought process could is a little bit different, but you know, this is the card that's got 7 cups floating in the air with different things in them like riches, snake, love, you know, uh, um status. All these things are in front of you. And what they they represent are these um <clears throat> that you've come to a certain point in your life or career where you know new opportunities because of your work because of your place now these opportunities are coming to you more so than ever and you've got all of them in front of you and you're like whoa what the hell and they all look really good some of them too good to be true so with this card reversed it's uh it's sh- it's it's actually kind of more succinct in that you're not letting outside people get to you or outside uh, influences or uh, ex- outside expectations to affect this decision. You are choosing, you're looking inside, you're using your intuition, you're using your uh, value system, you're using all the things that you, your criteria that you've put in place to make this decision and you're making it on your own. You're not taking everybody else's, you know, opinions into effect. And also, what's good about that is like this. This is the the thing. Also, when it's upright, is the shiny object syndrome. This magic that's kind of over you when you have all these awesome things in front of you that look so good, and you can't even choose. And maybe your your choices are thrown off because you're like, well, that that looks good right now. Well, we need to make sure we're looking at what's going to be good for the long term for us. Yeah, it may be a, a cool thing right now too, but if it's going to not be what serves us long term or it's not going to help us in the long term, then maybe we need to rethink that. And that's with this, we're, we are making sure we're, we're not losing our focus. We're not chasing after pipe dreams. We are taking the time to assess these options versus what our, our needs are, our priorities or whatever, and work out to the best way that this is going to help us on our path. Um, so again, if this is like, if you have all these choices, even again, with the upright card that suggested, if you still can't choose, you know, reduce the options, you know, instead of seven things, look at three things, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that that will just help you see, uh, just to see it better, to, to, to try to sort out three situations rather than seven. Um, it, it, it's harder than it need. you know, we want it to be easier said than done. Sometimes it's really hard to turn down something that looks so cool and that you're like, oh man, this is going to be the shit. But it's it's on us to keep ourselves on track. What do we want out of this? How long do we, you know, want this career, this life that we're forging for ourselves? And if you look at it like and, and always kind of balance, you know, those things against what you're choosing, you know, you you'll more than often make the right choice for yourself. So good reading. I got a lot out of that. It was good. Eight of Cups reversed. I mean eight of cups, justice upright, and seven of cups reversed. Very cool. So yeah, it's it's a lot about this week about putting uh making choices, uh you know, uh staying with them, um 
being accountable for what you've done and be, and, and standing uh, accountable for the your your decisions, regardless. So there, and that's good news. Good good news. Good advice. It's very good, uh, and I will get. I got a lot out of that. I will be thinking about that this week as I move forward. Thank you for listening to that. Um, anyway, moving on. I talked a little bit earlier about the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. Um, and like I said, I talk to uh, other artists um, around the this very globe that I meet and people who are near and dear to me, um, people I've just met. Sometimes there's all kinds of stuff of all different disciplines. This week um, is no exception that our, our, our guest for this week's episode, uh, very uh, awesome person. I met her uh, a few cons ago. We discuss all about how uh, we met each other or became aware of each other and we need to meet, we need to know each other. But uh, very, very uh, talented artist, um, uh, visual artist, graphic artist. She's, she draws uh, amazing portrait uh, style um, and realistic, uh, you know, drawings of, of uh, people and, and different celebrities that are at the cons. All kinds of crazy ass cool shit. Sarah Taylor uh, is here with me. And what I'm going to do is you, if you've been listening, you know, I play a little bit from the episode. I'm going to play uh, a snippet here of Sarah and I talking. So you can get a feel for her, check her out. And if you want to hear the whole conversation, which I think you should, you should go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers there. And uh, like any tier gets you access to the podcast and all the back episodes. So we're getting up there. We have uh, almost 80 episodes of that. So you have plenty to check up to, to catch up on if you're if you just joined or, uh, you know, and all kinds of stuff. So let's have a little listen to myself and Miss Sarah Taylor. Sarah, this is it. <laughs> We're best friends yeah. now. You're doing your shares your shit. It looks awesome. You started putting out your prints. You had like four prints or something. And I was like, you're yeah. going to have next time I'm going to have all you're going to have all this shit hanging all over the place. Like these idiots that like put a 15 foot banner wall up of <laughs> fucking uh, Snoopy fucking Iron Man or something. That's going to be you. But with your shit, your Snoopy's going to be fucking Iron Man soon. And now look at you now. Like you're putting out new stuff almost uh weekly, it seems like you've got a new a new design that's going in the bank, the spank bank, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you've been very busy. How you know that's very cool. How's that how is that like going? Like you just get get on a roll and you're just like it, you know what it is. Draw. It is. Um I just finished my Corey Taylor piece. Um mm. and Corey Taylor and a bunch of different masks and and it was super daunting for me. And so for me, it's just I have to go into it and just go for it. And it took me probably about 16 hours to finish. And then it's just kind of like I can't stop. If I stop and I worry about a commission when I've got things I want to get ready for a convention, like I'll just I'll stop for for weeks. And so I jumped in. I'm doing a Phil and Salmo now. And um, it's terrifying. And it's it's people are always like, oh, you're such a great artist. And it throws me off. I'm just like, don't say that. I just draw things. I'm not an artist. And it, and so it's, I feel like I'm stressed out because I constantly have to feel like, like I, I have to live up to some sort of expectation and that's scary, but it's also good for me. So it's been going really well. It's just, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, we all hold ourselves to an expectation for sure, but then there's the expectation you feel from maybe, maybe people put on you, but you got to be like, bro, hold my own expectations. But <laughs> yeah. But like, also, you just said when people say those things, like you're a great artist, whatever, no matter how it, even if it weirds you out or whatever, you just have to say thank you and move on. Because if you say like, "Don't, oh, you're stupid," then people are like, "Fuck you! I like your stuff, and you're calling me stupid." Like, fuck you know. 
like that's a, something I had to learn for real. And I talk about that. Like, uh, you know, someone had to tell me, like, you don't tell people like when they say I liked this book and like, ah, it's all right. I didn't do it. You know, you're you're insulting someone that's like you're, what they like, you know, that say thank you. If you have if you don't want to say anything like all like, well, actually, when I was writing that, I was uh, knee high yeah. to a grant. Just say thank you and move on. And, like, that's the best way. And I start, you know, kind of like, OK, that's true. And I, I started there and. Now I'll just talk about myself all day, you know, Hmm? I I channel you now, like the last Vegas convention we did when you were next to, you're at the table next to me and I've been, yeah, but I couldn't, everyone just kept saying like, you've got to talk to people, you've got to talk to people. And I was like, "Ah, I'm so awkward and weird anyway. I was like, here are my things. Mm -hmm. Look at them. And then it finally, like by the end of the weekend, like just kind of feeling your energy, how you're like. I'm John Wayne and I'm, you know, a writer and I'm an author and a rock star and all of this. And I'm like, shit. And so I'm not even kidding you. I almost sent you a message the other night because I was, I felt like I was getting ready to go into like a slump where I was going to not be able to draw that night. And I was like, shit, I've got to finish this. And I just, I just hear you at your table, like just killing it. You know, your charisma. Ah, look at me. I'm an idiot. Smash no, cut to it's me not doing being an idiot. It's thunder rails of coke with a porn star in my room doing shots <laughs> with Meeks Raskin. Boom! Like getting into bar fights. That that was how that rest of that night went. Yeah, you so, left me that night, by the way. Which which one was that? Saturday that or was Sunday? The night that, you, that was Sunday because we thought we had to leave when we got to the airport, and <laughs> we went to the airport a day early. What a and wild! And so ride. I was like, shit. We go back to the hotel and you were too cool for school for well for hanging out. Okay. First of all, too cool for school. <laughs> now <clears throat> I've I have I have uh you know, some some people may know that whole story because I did tell the story of that night on a and I actually had one of the, the girls I was with on that po- on a, on this podcast to like go over it with me. But that night was insane. It was like just to go over it quickly, we went to this bar with the the girls that were running the saw escape room booth ava and scarlet yeah. shouts out they are like I, I some baddest ass chicks uh for sure hardcore took us to their local bar saturday and sunday night sunday we're going fucking crazy because it's the last thing everyone's just drinking whatever woohoo and shit there's all these people there i almost get into this fight with this guy uh we, we leave we go to another place we go to another place nick you know, is with me. It's yeah. like all of a sudden, like, man, I'm feeling pretty drunk, man. I might take it easy. And I was like, yeah, just take it easy. Don't drink that. And I took his drink from him and he wanders off and I see him go in the direction of the bathrooms. I go back like we're hanging out. We're at, I'm with all these people. I'd never see Nick again. We go back behind the bar after it's closed. We're like just drinking in the alley like cool kids. Boom. Everyone just has disappears around me. I'm up with one one of the guys and I'm like, can you take me back to the plaza? And he was like, sure, man, takes me back to the plaza. We're only down the street. <laughs> I walk in, immediately see people at the bar, you know, that are hanging out that I know. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, ah, I get a drink. I got into this fight almost. And then, uh, and then my phone's going off. And it's one of the girls, Scarlett. She's like, where are you? It's like, I got dropped back off at the plaza. She's like, well, come back outside. I'm getting you because we're still fucking drinking. And I was like, OK. So I walked <laughs> outside. She's like, pick me up. I just like we drive off, go back to meet up with people at her place. And we sit down, we're getting drinks. And then I get this text from Nick. that's like, hey, where is everybody? I passed out on this couch in, in this bar and it's closed. And I was like, what the fuck? So I called <laughs> him. Turned out he had 
he he went to the bathroom after I saw him, threw up in the bathroom, and then passed out on one of these couches that was like in storage, pushed up against the wall back where the bathrooms was were. And he woke up two and a half hours after the bar had closed. And with someone who was like, What are you doing? You can't be in here. We're closed. Get out. So then we had to go find him because he started walking the streets and he thought he was going the right way. He was going the opposite way of the plaza. And then I just told him to sit down next to a trash can and wait. And then we just finally got to the where he was just sitting against a trash can in the corner like he was a bum. We picked him up and then got him back. So that, it was a it was a wild ride that night. Holy shit. Yeah, it was. Well, because my text messages with you. Well, from you were all very like cryptic. Where it was like, you know, you said you got into a fight and that you were at some some bar and you were like, come out or whatever it was. It might have been you or James. And yeah, we're like, I think he was with you. James. And he, James. James. Uh, oh, he was with me um, for the first part, for the fight part. And then okay, we, yeah. after that bar, we had all went different like groups, different groups went different ways. Yeah. <clears throat> well, once I didn't get text messages from you, I was like, oh, oh, he gone. He gone. But then you guys <laughs> fucked up. You're like, oh, we're leaving. Well, you you blew it. Fuck you. And then you're like, oh, guess what? We blew it. We don't <laughs> even leave tonight. We're back. You know, that was <laughs> terrible. What? How, the <laughs> fuck, how did that happen? Because because that happened to somebody else as well on that exact same trip. And I'm like, how the hell are you guys going to the fucking <laughs> a day early? <laughs> First of all, fuck Spirit Airlines. Second of all, like when you looked at like the the departure and the arrival time we had the day right i was a little very confusing i don't even remember now but but basically yeah we were just a day off i don't know but we both looked at it multiple times we get to the airport we'd already (laughs) scott never says hey we're leaving you know and turns in the key but i was like maybe you should tell him since it's going to be a day early because we had thought we were staying another day all of it's very confusing convoluted but uh, so he told them that uh, he didn't need the room anymore. <laughs> so we're having there a panic guess. attack because it's like, oh, shit, we're in the airport. I'm like, we're never going to get an Uber. It's taking forever. We just spent, you know, $35 to get to the airport. Now we're going to turn around, go to the hotel. We may not have a room. Yeah. And so I just remember we pulled up to the plaza <clears throat> and just like with our bags. And we just kind of look like like sad little puppies. Like, can you please have a room back, please? <laughs> like. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I hate to bother you, but if you have a second, <laughs> I had a room here earlier. Maybe perhaps I should have, to have it back. <laughs> did they give it back to you? Because you already paid for the. I mean, they, they don't give you the money back, right? I mean, you're just fucking no, the money. No, they, they did. They but definitely, they, okay. they definitely gave us room back. We went up, and and what's funny is that uh, you know we were leaving, and Scott had he tried to get in touch with you because he had a bunch of um of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I you. was like. I was trying to, uh, that was disappointing. To, and I was disappointed in myself for that. But. So he, he gives some to some random guy walking by and then we have another night. And so he was like, son of a bitch, you've got to oh, be kidding me. Kidding. But you know what? He left one rolled in the hotel room. Did he, did he hide it somewhere? He did. Somehow it had like fallen out of the pack. And so when we went back up to the room, he found it sitting there and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. He was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, yeah. So, you did so we played, that. we played, you know, dice in the room and went to bed early. Like it was super weird. Yeah. We definitely did not go to bed early that night. We paid <laughs> dearly 
for our <laughs> sins. I mean, we're like walking into the plaza as the sun is peeking down this fucking street. Knowing yeah. we have to check out at 11 and then start driving to Pennsylvania <laughs> from there. Yeah, the driving thing. I don't know how Silent. you do that. We, it, we, uh, we were talking to... We, we, we always think it's funny. This happened to us a couple of times, but this time, especially when we were hitting, we were getting close to Vegas. We were all like, fuck yeah. Woo! We're all excited. You know, we're like almost there just cracking beers, you know, just fucking whatever. And uh, leaving Vegas, we're like just silent. Just like, don't <laughs> shut the fuck up. There's nothing. We're just like, just <laughs> sad silence. Just. Uh, yeah. But that's, the that's way definitely a place that I visit. Like I could not be there. All the time, I would be in so much trouble. It's hard. Vegas is a hard place to be more than four days, I think, unless you live there, or or like know somebody that lives there, like you're visiting or something like that. But if you're just like going to stay in a casino for like six or seven days, you're insane. You're an insane yeah. person. Like yeah. that's uh, that's asking for it. You know, you're, you're gonna get it because you're asking for it. Whatever it is, yeah, exactly. it's coming to you. It's gonna happen. Yeah. So. You're welcome in advance, yeah. And also, yes, you are welcome in advance. Now, yeah. <laughs> so did so? Are you? Did you take uh, art classes growing up? Is this a natural inclination? And then you started to to mold it. How how did we how did we get here to this, Sarah? So I wanted to be an artist when I was little. Like that was the only thing I wanted to do. And then mm. when I went to college. Um, art therapy was something that I was really interested in, but it wasn't something that was really um, a prevalent degree or it wasn't something that was in the Midwest. Mm. Um, it wasn't an option. And so I thought, well, I'll just, you know, I'll take some art classes and get my teaching or, you know, counseling or something. I, just, I was trying to figure it all out. And um, I got accepted into hair and art school after a couple intro art classes. and. Um, I went in to do the whole like admissions and, uh, you know, here I am mm -hmm. now what? And I walked in, I'll never forget this. I walked mm -hmm. into the school and I'm looking and I, I see all of this awesome artwork from people. And mm -hmm. as I'm getting to like the office doors, I just turned and walked out and I didn't think about art again for years. I would do it every oh. once in a while just to relax, but I didn't start drawing again until probably like a year ago, a year and a half ago. Cause I just, I always wanted to do it, but I was scared shitless. And I was always mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not good enough for this. There's no reason for me to even try. And yeah, stepped out of my comfort zone. Well, that's a piss poor attitude. No, <laughs> no, uh, I, I know, I know what it's like though, to, to be like that and to conquer that kind of thing and be like, well, fuck it. You know, why not me? That's why. Um, exactly. But you're, so I, I, I ask uh, because I took like um, uh, I also was like, I'm going to be a comic. I'm going to be an animator when I was like a, a young toe headed lad. Um, so I took like art classes in middle school and then uh, I, I was able to split like between taking art classes and theater classes through through high school. But, you know, theater and stuff and all that took over. That was my main thing. And then I like was I'm going to be a rock star, you know, and then that takes <laughs> off for the, everything. Oh, and then, you know, before you kind of the dust settles and I figured out I was going to do. But anyway, I say all that to say, like, I, I did do I liked working with gr like graded pencils a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I but I'm not like a, a photo real. I definitely can draw 
I'm not good at drawing. I'm only good drawing in my style. So that that's what I think. But you have like these portraits. And I remember like, you know, putting the, the pencil up and doing like the thumb and like having to make markings and shit. And I'm like, I can I do this. What is this? You know, <laughs> How, what's your process for, for doing, especially these are lifelike drawings. I mean, I'm looking at a couple of them behind you, but you, you do a lot of like, especially people that are at the cons that we're at. You know, you have a Felicia yeah. Rose behind you. Um, you have uh, yeah. Terrifier, I see. I don't know. You've done That's the Corey Taylor. Oh, Alice Cooper. Is that Terrifier? No. What is that? Yeah, it is. So oh, okay, some of okay. these are, are, are works that other people have done. All my oh, stuff is okay. on other walls. But I did, I mean, I did but, do. Yeah, that's your. For the middle, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, sure. But my process is, um, I always thought that it was it was cheating in a sense. But when people do like, like a stencil, like tattoo artists, when they stencil out the outline of like the main, you know, parts of a picture. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing that. And I, I just recently started doing that. Just the outline of like the head and the ear and where the hairline is. And then everything else just makes sense. I, I don't know. It, I love, I, I'm a weirdo. And sometimes I look more awkward and weird than I, you know, normally do. Cause sometimes people's faces, I just love them because I'm like, I want to draw your face because I've Why always you just, you look faces. more awkward and weird than you. Let's not. Then I normally am what, like, well, no, what does that no, mean? like, no, like sometimes I'm having a conversation with people. Oh, I'll catch myself like kind of, you know, like staring, but like crazily staring because I'm I'm just noticing like shadows and facial features and things oh, like okay, that. Okay, that, okay, I got you. That I, I think you. are are beautiful and that I would love to draw. Like you're beautiful, it's true. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, there you go. Don't forget check her out at Miss Sarah Draws. Uh, <coughs> oh man, I just took a bong hit while I was listening to that. Um, so. Check her out. And if you want to hear the whole conversation, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And you can hear all about Sarah and all of my other guests that I've had on there and all the other cool things that go with it. Uh, And so that is awesome. Check that out. Anyway, let's move on to our main story of the day, our story of the day today. You know, I I oftentimes I'm just thinking about things like that. That'll just hit me and I'll be like, I want to talk about that today. This one was kind of like that. You know, I I've talked before maybe uh, about what the cost of doing business is. Um, and it has a, a meaning, you know, it's it's not necessarily, uh, you know, it has a meaning. That's the cost of doing business. Quite literally, it means like if I want to sell my books at a convention, I have to buy a table because that's the cost. That's what it costs for me to do my business. However, what it, it also takes on a meaning of, you know, when certain things come with, uh, along with what you want and what you're trying to achieve uh, that you have to kind of go through. And, and a lot of times it's a person or a, a personality of someone or an odd schedule or whatever it is, that becomes the cost of doing business because if you want to work with this person, that's what you're going to have to put up with. Because, But you do it because you're going to get the results that you want. So that's that's what I mean by the cost of doing business. Uh, in these terms. So we're going to talk about that. This is an old band studio story. We're going to call this one Barry and the Cost of Doing Business. So 
you know, I've talked about, uh, you've been listening for a while, you know, I talk about the different bands that I've played in throughout the years and all the kind of different adventures I've had along the way. And, um, you know, all, never a dull moment. But, um, you know, I've also talked about, especially with me starting uh, doing all this narration stuff about studio work and working in different studios, working with different producers. Um, as I, I've said before, I've been extremely lucky enough in this, you know, kind of endeavor of a life slash career that I have to, in my music, you know, life, have been able to record at all kinds of studios from the four track in, you know, someone's kitchen all the way to, you know, the fucking 90 track board Pro Tools, huge rig with all the analog and digital plugins, just all kinds of pre like to the big studios is what I'm trying to say. So, um, like, yeah, very, so very cool. So it's a lot of experiences and it's got given me a lot of, a lot of, uh, experience and a lot of grasp on recording, uh, things because it just always interests me and, and seeing different ways, you know, I never was just like, is my part done? All right, I'll see you outside. I'll be outside, get smoking and brooding. No, I would sit the whole thing. I'd watch, even if I didn't have to track on certain days, I would still go to the studio for when the other, you know, members of the band were tracking or, or doing vocals or whatever, just to see. So I take all this stuff in and it's of course all served me well here. You know, I can rec perfectly fine recording things by myself now. I don't have a huge setup, but I, I know what I'm doing enough to, to know what I'm doing, you know? And but before that, before I knew anything, you know, we, we went to all these studios. We recorded with professionals. And um, one of the bands I was in called Taint, and I, I uh, Taint, yes, that's right, I said it. We were a hard rock band. I know I've talked about this band before. Um, Five-piece band. Were we five-piece? Four-piece. Yeah, four-piece. Uh, myself, Robbie C. Uh, we had a couple different drummers. Mike uh, was a our last drummer rest in peace um and uh our but uh, uh stephanie very talented young lady sang and played bass and we were a band called taint and we played songs <clears throat> now but we've we rehearsed and i've talked about this place before a couple of times at this place called soundcheck rehearsal studio uh you know it a uh, typical kind of rehearsal place a lot of people you know familiar with these these rooms you know, it's just carpeted all over the fucking place, you know, ceiling walls and uh, small. I don't know. I'm so bad with measurements, maybe 12 by 15. I don't know. Small room, but you've got, you know, it came with mics. It came with a little PA setup, uh, the board and everything, the, the mon monitors, really, because you're just in the small room uh, and everything was provided. And it was like 25 bucks an hour to, to practice there, or you could pay monthly rates, some all kinds of shit, uh, um, which was cool because when you don't have a house or a, a collective space to practice in as a band, you need these places. And as much as it sucks, usually like 75, because it was a three hour minimum, so it cost us 75 bucks. You know, we'd all have to just chip in or we'd use money we made at gigs, that kind of thing. But one day, so we've been practicing there for a while. One day, they start to, they take one of the practice rooms at the towards the front of the facility, and take out all the shit because they're they're turning it into a studio. And they're actually turning that into the studio control room. Really, is what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> so they had this guy there that you know they were bringing in to you know I guess he was putting the studio in or maybe in part with one of the owners, but he was going to run it. I, I don't know. 
but we're like, oh, wow, this is cool. And like, you know, every week we'd go in there and practice and see them kind of like getting this studio more and more together and how cool it would look. And since we were there a lot, you know, we knew the the guys that worked there. Then we started talking to, we, we're talking like, what's the deal with this? What's going on? And we met the guy who was running, going to run the studio. His name was Barry. And uh, older dude, very eccentric, uh, but seemed cool, like laid back dude. Like, yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, kind of probably like, you know, lifetime of fucking working in the music industry, uh, chill type of vibe. Uh, so we were like, oh man, we, we want to record a record pretty soon. We, you know, we got all these songs we we want to do this. And we start kind of setting up this, building this relationship and, and this kind of like, yeah, man, once you get set up, we're going to record, we're going to record, you know? And you, that's like one of those things. It's like, sure you do. You know, once you get your shop set up, man, I'm going to come get my whole tattoo sleeve tattooed. Like, yeah, that shit never happens. Right. A lot of lip service, but we were not paying lip service. We were like, when they were done and they opened up for like, okay, the studio is going to be opened up for bookings. We booked, we booked time right then. Uh, we'd already been talking to Barry and, you know, we thought we had a pretty good beat on him you know we knew that he was kind of weird and liked to party but we're all like that right so uh you know we booked the time and we started and i remember like and this was one of those professional things is he had a humongous setup and this is a guy that worked in la he worked with you know major recording artists and stuff like that but for whatever reason now like he's back in houston uh you know with his wife and his kid and he's doing a studio here so you're like okay well <clears throat> that's fine. He's got tons of experience. This was cool because they wired the whole place. Like they ran stuff to where uh, there were mic drops in every single other practice space throughout the entire building, which was not huge. I mean, they had like eight rooms maybe, but then that was all your isolation. Like you go in the room, they put me in a room with my guitar. They put Robert in a room with the guitar. You know, so we were completely isolated and separated. And that was the first time we'd done a recording like that as well, where we were like doing it separate, you know, where like it was time to be my part. I have to go in the other room and listen, play along. Very cool. We felt very important. And uh, the first night I remember that we had our first session, we were recording uh, this song. I, for- I forget what it was even called, but it had like Robert, uh, Robbie, Robert and I used to, uh, as the guitar players like to experiment with a lot of sounds and different uh, n- noise, I guess you could get. Uh, we're going to start off a little noise. No, like uh, some s- just sound experimentation through uh, different pedals and through different um, effects and things like that. Right. So we would do all kinds of weird like we had the pitch bending stuff that we were doing with the pedals. Uh, all the weird digital delay, ping ponging back and forth, like we like just make. We would do that a lot. So this one song that uh, we would usually open our shows with started like that. Like just we'd start building up this kind of wall of wild, crazy sound until it just like boom, like erupted into the go right into the first song, you know. And so that's what we recorded first for the record. You know, we'd like. Now let's just start with this. So we had all that that sound that we made and and uh, we were in different rooms doing it. We were doing it at the same time and listening. And we had, uh, I don't, I mean, we didn't do, I mean, I think we just pretty much, that, just cut the drum track, right? But the scratch tracks for everything is that is there. Like you playing your guitar, we're gonna have to do those again. And the, the bass and she did vocals too, just to get a feel for it. 
uh, get a feel for a pass, or we had a scratch vocal. It was a scratch vocal. Um, and I remember being done with that song. It's like late. We're done for with our time. But he plays it back for us and like gives us like the headphones, passes the headphones around for us to listen to under the headphones because then you can hear everything like like how the panning is and how it's going to go go back and forth through your head and ears. And uh, I just we were done. I had just smoked like some primo primo weed. And I remember just being high as hell and standing there, like coming back in and putting the the headphones on and being like listening for the first time to like this whole thing, like where he, he just like, I'll do a quick mix on this. And it sounded so amazing. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And of course it's one of those things when you, you know, like anybody when you're like, man, we are so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Aren't we awesome? Yeah, we are fucking awesome. You're just, in it you're you know in your head about it you get close to it you think you're the shit and that's cool everyone goes through that and you should be proud of what you've done but we were really happy with it we robert and i especially were like man this sounds very cool this is going to be amazing uh this is going to be the best sounding shit we've ever recorded i can't wait we were super stoked so moving on we go on with this you know and it's um i forget how we you know we had to schedule with this i think we were Maybe try initially trying to do one a week at first. Um, I know we had saved a lot of money from gigs up for this because we were planning to do this, but we knew money would still have to come out of our pocket. I can't remember what it was, but it was expensive um, to be there, even if he was giving us a little bit of a break, but um, it didn't matter. It was expensive, so we had to make sure we had money. But cost of, here's where the cost of doing business comes in. So Barry, <clears throat> like I said, was often, uh, this guy, he was off in LA and you know, other places, doing big time recordings and stuff like that. Now he's back in Houston and we like, I think one day we just witnessed it like maybe a Saturday afternoon we were recording and Barry like got on the phone. Like I think his wife called or something. He had the phone in there and he picked it, you know, he picked it up. He's like, yeah, hello. Well, fuck God dad. Like he just exploded into this anger, like just an explosion of screaming, freaking out, and like, da fuck, done. Just put the phone down like uh, nothing was happening. Nothing happened. I'm like, okay. And we're just kind of like, that's fucking okay. Uh, well, I mean, that's, uh, who knows? Maybe he's having a bad day. Well, maybe Barry was having a bad life because those eruptions of anger came more and more frequently, um, especially the more time we spent with them. Uh, the, I think the next one that happened was he flipped out on all of us one day, like in the, the room, just like he flipped out, like throwing shit and like, I don't know what we did. Like maybe we weren't getting it or I don't know what was happening, but he was just mad at something flipped out threw shit, stormed out. And I remember just being there like, are we, what the fuck is happening here? Are we, should we even still work at the, with this guy? Like what is happening? So we came back in. I remember he looks, you know apologize and explained like oh yeah i've got a lot of my these ish problems going on I'm trying to get everything figured out or just uh you know and he was having issues with his wife and this son that he had young son who's got had like you know developmental problems and his wife was uh he's like this old white guy his wife was vietnamese um and mainly spoke vietnamese anytime anytime that she, we saw her if she came up there for anything they were always yelling at each other she was yelling at him he was yelling at her it was awful. Um, but then, like, you, we started to find out, like, uh, which Barry liked to party, right? Which 
hey, I love to party. We all like to party. When you let the party in overtake every aspect of what you're trying to do, then that's where you, we get a little bit of a problem here because, like I said, balance and everything, right? We have to strike this balance because otherwise, what the fuck are we doing anything for? Well, so we found out, come to find out, um, that bear, that this guy had a bit of a bit of a substance abuse problem when it came to the cocaine and uh, possibly other uh, stimulants uh, of the like. But which is whatever. I don't fucking care. I you know I love drugs. I love the party. But I guess what was happening was we had we kind of deconstructed this after a while of having these outbursts of cr- him yelling and screaming at us and then being totally fine and everything being cool. It just to you know this back and forth so we found out that he was yeah he was like doing tons of blow or maybe meth even i don't know but tons of blow at least which is cool and then like one of our members was getting it for him and they were all secret secreting together to do it which that's the other thing it's like don't be secret like they would like hey let's go um the one guy hey can you run me to the store get cigarettes before we start like Oh, yes. Yeah, let's go. Let's go get some cigarettes. And like they come back 25 minutes later, just yacked out, you know. And like I said, I don't even have a problem with that. If you say like, hey, I'm, we're going to go to the car and do like thunder bumps for 20 minutes to get hyped. Do you want to come? Like, no. Yes, whatever. But they were hiding it. And then it just became the secret thing between the two of them that also exacerbated a lot of arguments between them, like where they would start yelling at each other there. And it was just a nightmare um, situation. But the song sounded so goddamn good. I mean, he knew what he was fucking doing, man. So that, you know, so we put up with that basically through this whole, and this was not a good old ordeal. Uh, You know, it definitely was one of those band killer uh, studio things. I think I've talked about it before where we, barely even finished the record robert had already quit the band uh you know we didn't want to work with the, the, our drummer anymore because of the all this other shit that he was doing with this guy it was just a it was a it was a fucking nightmare situation but <clears throat> man and, and let me tell you that record cost us a bunch of money um and it never came out we never released it officially because the band was done before the record was and we even went for like the a final mixing session because Barry got kicked out of that studio. By the way, <laughs> he uh, he had to leave uh, Soundcheck and take all of his stuff out of there. Um, I'm not quite sure what what happened there, but he had to move back to his stuff to his house. And we actually went to his home one day uh, to do like a final mix, like kind of tie everything up so we could at least have the record for ourselves and uh, and maybe do something with it in the future if if we could get our shit together. And it was a uh, Oh, yeah, it was worse. Like, he was screaming, yelling at I'm up here working, God damn it, and he'd go downstairs and scream, and we're just up there like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, But, yeah, that was the, that is what I mean by the cost of doing business. We could have, and probably should have, uh, pulled up stakes and been like, we maybe won't record here anymore. But we were so enamored with the sound he was getting. Like, actually, we, you know, had this awesome record he was putting together for us through all of this crazy anger and personal problems or whatever the hell was going on with him and we just were like well i mean this really sucks but damn he he, you know he makes a hell of a good record doesn't he man he sure knows what he's doing so that was also one of the reasons why barry didn't work in la anymore um 
was perhaps because of some of his issues. But hey, what what I'm no judgment here. You know, we all have issues. Uh, and I would have uh, I like I I don't have a problem with him wanting to do blow all the time. Uh, but the only thing is like just tell us, just say like when you start keeping things like weird secrets like that, it's like come on, dude. Why? We're all we're all rockers here. Like, just do a fucking bust a mirror out here in the studio and do it. You know, don't leave the studio for all this time because you guys are sitting in the back of the parking lot doing lines off the dashboard and you don't want us to know. Anyway, that was a so that was a time. I don't I I don't even know where I have a copy of that CD somewhere. Um, be interesting to bust out that and listen to some of those songs. But yeah, it was uh, an interesting time. And more often than not, I find myself thinking about this term cost of doing business because when you work in the creative field people are eccentric some not everyone is you know raging because of a coke problem or anything like that but people are emotional people are sensitive uh some people are emotionless and and just you know are completely detached or rude or come off rude or too honest but these are the things that i chalk up to as well that's the cost of doing business. If I'm going to work with this person, I'm going to have to realize that they are X, Y, Z uh, at times, you know? So, and and I think that, and, and don't, don't think I don't turn that around to myself. I definitely know that I can be a lot sometimes. And, uh, you know, but, you know, you, you want, you want, uh, you want all of me, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, take the whole screaming, crazy tattoo soaked package and uh you know stick with uncle johnny and that's the cost of doing business with me you know hey 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 all right another one that was the story of the cost of doing business so yeah and it can be a lot of things and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to uh these type of situations but um, anyway, it was a good time and, and Barry was a, he was a good guy, but I don't want to give the impression that he was a, a bad person or anything. He just, uh, had some issues and we all do, but, uh, I don't know where he is now, maybe dead, who knows, but it was a time. So anyway, speaking of a time, thank you so much for spending your time with me, uh, listening to another episode. I very much appreciate it. Don't forget to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead to join one of the tiers, get access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, plus all kinds of awesome goodies from me. Uh, everything that you need to know about me is on johnwayneisdead.com. Don't forget to go there and check out the shows page for all my dates. Um, if I'm coming to your city soon, hit me up. Let's have a beer. Come to the table. Let's ugh, let's party. Um, again, this week, I'll be in Indianapolis if you're listening to this uh, when it comes out. So if I'm going to see you up there, let's do it. And uh, yeah, and also go to the shop page at johnwayneisdead.com for all my books, records, t-shirts, all kinds of stuff. And I'll send you little extra goodies because I love you so much and I appreciate you. Follow me at johnwayneisdead on all social media. And uh, that's, uh, you know. Try not to uh, have any screaming fits at each other uh, in rage or not, uh, at least for 72 hours. Good day. <laughs> <laughs>